So we're back again this week. Um, been a pretty frantic weekend of Premier League football. Um, a couple of big results, a couple of juicy little results as well. Um, looking at the uh, the weekend, uh, the Saturday the 27th of October, uh, Sunday the 28th and Monday the 29th. So obviously we'll kick off with Saturday. Um, and there was no early kickoff, no early TV kickoff game. Um, all the kickoffs on Saturday, apart from the later game, uh, all kicked off at, at three o'clock. Um, and yeah, um, I think talking about this weekend's football, um, there's a few um, a few events that uh, that happened, um, which yeah, I think shook the entire football world to the core. And um, yeah, what more can you say that already hasn't been said in terms of tributes for um, the the Leicester City chairman? Um, Vikai, I can't pronounce his last name, um, but the Thai businessman who essentially uh, bankrolled Leicester, um, dreams of the uh, of the Premier League, which they actually attained under Claudio Ranieri um, two seasons ago now. I mean, a real miracle, um, and the cruel irony that, that 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 you know he's provided Leicester with that miracle, and unfortunately he's he, he's passed away amongst um, yeah, four other members, two pilots two pilot crew uh and uh yeah two other people that were working with him um so yeah rest in peace to all of them um such uh yeah such sad scenes on uh, on saturday evening um and really going into sunday as well because the news hadn't broke obviously i think it was announced um was it sunday evening or monday morning it was officially announced that the, that the chairman was was involved in the crash and obviously there was r- r- murmurs of claude puel the Leicester manager potentially being involved as well. I mean, that could have been, yeah, uh, already a, a, an untimely tragedy. But you know, the Leicester City manager would have brought a, a halt to the Premier League season, without a doubt. Um, Leicester would have, yeah, would have just been um, too too painful, I think, for the players uh, to continue, um, and it would have brought a halt to the whole Premier League season, I think, for at least this coming week of fixtures that we've got now, um, but yeah, uh, very, very sad scenes, um, so rest in peace to all of them, all, all of the, the crew, and of course the chairman, and then and then the two other workers that were with him, um, yeah, very, and of course, um, Glenn Hoddle as well, tributes for him, um, I know he's, um, he's, s- I think he's in a bit of more of a stable condition, um, but obviously on Saturday uh, earlier in the day uh, he was rushed to hospital. Um, he had a heart attack whilst working for BT Studios. It actually came out that one of the members of of the uh, the pundit team, I think, or or one of the the the, um, st- the crew that would have been working on on the cameras or something, um, actually came out and and performed life saving uh, resuscitation on him. That I think if he hadn't have got very possible that that he may have, might have died right there and then um so yeah hopefully we wish for him a, a, a full recovery um because yeah he's a, he's an english icon english legend uh, obviously played and managed england uh, the national team real true legend uh, careers at, at tottenham i believe he played at chelsea as well so um yeah real real legend of the game and it was such a shame to 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 hear that had happened to glen huddle um Really out of the blue as well, forced BT to cancel their sports score uh, show that commenced at, at three o'clock um, to coincide with the kickoffs. 
Um, it must have happened just before then, and then they were forced to cancel the show. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we hear some some positive news for Glen Huddle. Um, and finally, yeah, to, to cap off the the horrendous day in terms of football news, uh, a, a fan at the Brighton and Hove Albion game. We played Wolverhampton Wanderers the first game. We'll have a talk about it in a second. Uh, a fan passed away just before uh, the game started. Uh, I think it was out. Was it? Uh, I think it was outside the ground. Um, on the way in, it must have had a heart attack. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, passed away. Um, so yeah, uh, rest in peace to to that football fan. Um, football is nothing without the fans. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a real sad loss. Um, especially before before the football game that they've obviously been very excited to to go and see. Um, yeah, real real shame, real real shame. Um, but we still had um, a, a full weekend's worth of, of of fixtures. And yeah, we'll talk about the Brighton and Hove Albion game first. So Brighton played Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, at Brighton, managed to pick up the uh, the one nil win. Brighton, um, and it was Glenn Murray who got the goal, forty uh, eighth minute. Yeah, uh, Glenn Murray now with um, it must be a hundred goals for for Brighton, uh, which is an incredible statistic. Thirty five years old. There's even calls for him to maybe feature uh, in the England national squad. I think, unfortunately for him, his time is, his time has gone on that front. But it's obviously a, a, a selection headache for uh, Gareth Southgate. The man's in great form at the moment this season, and, and he was last season as well. Um, and there were a couple of calls for <laughs> him to go to the World Cup, which. Again, I I just felt it was too late in his career, really. But yeah, Glenn Murray, he really is the star man at Brighton and Hove Albion. I think he suffered a concussion last weekend, so there was a bit of a a risk as to whether or not he would play today. Turns out it was the right gamble made by Chris Hewton, uh as his one goal separated the sides. As for Wolves, <coughs> yeah, I think if you're a Wolves fan, you'd be a little bit disappointed. I saw the highlights. Wolves had so many chances. <laughs> they really, really. It's very surprising how they did not score. Had so so many chances, um, they just could not, yeah, could not take it. Um, and uh, yeah, even with the likes of you know Adama Traore in that team with the blistering pace, Ruben Neves, Jamutini in that midfield, Helder Costa another pacey winger, Raheem Jimenez up top has been in good form for them. They just couldn't break down this resilient Brighton side. And uh, you have to say hats off to uh, to Chris Hewton at Brighton because he's doing such a fantastic job there at that club. Um, and, 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 and they're becoming relatively stable Premier League team, which last season, you just wouldn't have said that. When they got promoted uh, w- alongside Huddersfield, um, you were sort of backing them, both of them, to get relegated, and both of them stayed up. Um, but yeah, Brighton are, Brighton are on a lovely little roll at the moment, and I think uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Brighton, you'd be really enjoying yourself at this point in time. Probably some of the best years uh, of their history. Uh, in in this time under under Chris Hewton, so it'll be very interesting to see where they go and and where they sit as well. Um, come the Christmas period, um, we'll move on. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, Fulham Bournemouth game at Fulham Craven Cottage. What is there to say about Fulham at the moment? Um, they really are looking a very poor team, and they're going to be very lucky to stay up at this rate. Um, they lost three nil to Bournemouth, a very good Bournemouth side, it has to be said. Even though that you know, they're not full of the star names, the mentality there, the ethos there, uh, such credit to Eddie Howe. Destined that man, and that man is destined for a big club. Eddie Howe really, really is. Um, I know a lot of people last season 
expected a little bit more out of Bournemouth, I think, because I think they finished 16th last year. It was a bit scrappy towards the end. Um, but this season, 6th in the Premier League. Bournemouth, 6th in the Premier League. That is yeah, an incredible feat for them. Uh, goals from uh, two from Callum Wilson, another one who's uh, who's possibly in the England reckoning now. So, uh, and, I, and and that's one that I do think that should be a definite call. Players like Danny Welbeck, as much as I do think that Danny Welbeck offers something, I think Callum Wilson would just be a much better suited player. Um, Danny Welbeck in and out of the Arsenal squad. Callum Wilson is a consistent figure in this in this Bournemouth team. That's another player right there that I do feel is destined for a bigger club. Um, no, dis- no disrespect to Bournemouth. They're, they're a good club, and they're on. They're on the up. They're on the the, the right path. But yeah, uh, when you start, when teams like this start playing well, big teams will come and snap these little players off that are, you know, with the form at the moment. Ryan Fraser on that wing, another great player, another little little gem that Eddie Howe's found there. These players will will be targeted by bigger teams, um, and you know whether or not they stay at the club is is a different matter entirely. But for Bournemouth right now at this point in time, they're sitting pretty. They're doing a real good job. And, and Fulham, uh, we'll look at the table at the end, but it's not a pretty sight for Fulham fans. A team that spent the record amount of money for a team coming up into the Premier League. And I think he's changed, this, this Jukanovic, the manager, he's changed the bat line in every game they've played this season. No stability, no consistency, so no wonder they're, they're leaking goals left, right and centre. They they're the only team in the Prem to not get a clean sheet so far this season. And, you know, we're virtually in November. So, yeah, not not very not very pretty signs for Fulham. He even took the goalkeeper out, Marcus Bettinelli, and replaced him with Sergio Rico. And Bettinelli is a crowd favourite. Um, so that's a big call that, by the looks of things, backfired big time. Um, but moving on. Yes, yes, we'll move on to, uh, yeah, my boys. Liverpool play Cardiff at uh, Anfield. Um, 4-1. Um on the outside, yeah, relatively comfortable. Um, it was 2-1 at one stage, and, and they just got that goal out of nothing. A uh, little throw-in that comes in. The man plays a ball in. It's a poor cross, played it on the ground. If it falls to the guy, he's, he's offside. However, Van Dijk sticks his leg out, skews off of him, and just lands so delicately in front of Callum Patterson, the striker, and he and he, and he taps it past uh, Alisson. Alisson's got no chance with it, but we really gave them that foothold back into the game. Um, in the it was seventy seventh minute they got into it. Uh, goals from Salah and Mane put a two nil up, um, and then Patterson scored seventy seventh minute. But one of the m- best players, most consistent players for the Liverpool squad this season, in, in Jordan Shakiri, uh, picked up his first goal uh, for the club in the, in the Premier League um, on the eighty fourth minute. Um, and then Sadio Mane capped off a, a lovely move with a, with a, a dink over the keeper to make it four one. And, and and Mane and Salah look yeah they look back on on form now. And um, Firmino as well he's he's always going to be around there. You know, he's a quality player in itself. But the likes of Shakiri coming in and doing a job really looking nice. Really really does look nice for Liverpool at the moment. Definitely yeah pushing on um, to really challenge Man City this season. Um, Cardiff yeah I mean. You would expect Liverpool to win this game. I expected um, a better result for Liverpool, I have to say. So you have to give praise to Cardiff at 2-1. You know, they're, they're right back in the game. They give themselves an advantage. And um, When you're a team like this that comes up against a big team, you're not going to get those chances. So when that bit of luck goes your way, you've got to take it. And they did. They did take it. Um, there was calls for a penalty on Salah in the first half. I looked at it. I've seen them give them. I've seen them not. 
and that was unfortunately an example where you see him not. Um, but yeah, relatively comfortable for Liverpool, uh, joint top of the table, so everything's running sweet for them. And Cardiff, um, I think Cardiff might 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 have to slip back in the relegation. We'll see at the end of this, but uh, yeah. Um, not expected to get a point against Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on from that one. On to one of the dullest affairs of the weekend. Nil-nil. Uh, Southampton-Newcastle. Not much to say, really. Uh, both teams really needing three points in this one. Neither getting one. Um, on balance of play, Southampton had more chances. Um, yeah, Southampton should be doing better with the team they have. Um, I mean, so should Newcastle, to be fair. They shouldn't be in this situation. They look two clueless teams at times um, I do think Rafa Benitez is the next manager to go whether or not he'll be sacked whether or not he will leave voluntarily I don't know but uh, if I was Benitez I would see that it's a sinking ship and uh, getting off the ship uh, <laughs> is uh, is definitely what needs to be done um, but yeah overall nil nil. it's a result that doesn't really help either side it's just a point um, as for Southampton yeah, I mean, with Mark Hughes as manager, there's not a lot of um, not a lot of positives really. Not uh, there's no advantage that a manager can give you when you know you have such a a poor outlook like Mark Hughes does. Um, another club right there that maybe should be looking into into the manager's market. I don't know. Um, he did keep them up last year, but by the skin of their teeth, really. I mean, they were so lucky not to go down Southampton. Um, so. With these two, there's going to have to be changes around uh, that Christmas period because, yeah, don't want to be slipping and sliding into that relegation spot because it'd be so hard to get out of them. And teams like Southampton and Newcastle, they're big clubs. The pressure just increases so much if they're in those areas. Uh, so, yeah, nil-nil. Moving on to uh, one of the more emphatic results of the weekend, Watford-Huddersfield at Watford. Uh, finished 3-0, goals from uh, Pereira. Delafeu and Isaac's success. Now, Roberto Pereira, what a player he's looking at the moment. Completely different from the guy who joined the club and showed signs. I think he got injured quite early on, though. Um, but he came from Juventus, and, and there was a lot of hype about him. A lot of hype about him. Um, and he wasn't delivering. But this season, without a doubt, he's been Watford's star man. Just been fantastic. And, uh, you know, Gerard Delafeu uh, from Barcelona, another one that I think there was high hopes dipped a little bit but this season he's definitely shown qualities and that goal he scored at the weekend um, yeah wow what a goal that is from Delafeu just skins a couple of players puts it straight into the other side pass keeper one of those like power finishes uh, so fantastic and, and Isaac's success another sort of forgotten man in, in, in the Marco Silva era of Watford last year towards the start was loaned out um, I think in January but during that little period where Marco Silva was still there, not a lot, not a lot was um, was was done to get him into the team, to get those uh, those legs on him, the momentum. Um, and and this season he's been given a chance, and he managed to score at the weekend, and he played really well. To be fair, from the highlights, he got himself about. Um, it just gets sort of worse for Huddersfield though. Um, on the on the flip side of things. Yeah, uh, they look, uh, they just do look like a team that have already been consigned to their fate in terms of relegation. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how Huddersfield sort of counter that because <laughs> they're a club with not much of a budget. 
So attracting players to keep them up could be a difficulty. So they, they might be lumbered with the squad they have. And David Wagner, the manager, he's got to find the right formula to get the best out of the players. Otherwise, yeah, you really worry for them. You really worry for them and, and, and the fans. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure to get that team out of the slump that it's in. Um, but yeah, moving on for the final game of the Saturday fixtures, Leicester-West Ham, unfortunately overshadowed by the um, yeah the, the tragedy after the game. Um, but yeah, finished 1-1. Um, Balbuena got the first goal for West Ham. And then Wilfred Ndidi, with the help of a deflection in the 89th minute, secured the point. Um, and yeah, Claude Puel for, for Leicester. Um, another manager that's under a bit of pressure because they should be doing better than they are. And uh, yeah, he's definitely got to worry about his job. The big talking point from the game, um, not the, uh, the 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 events afterwards, the big talking from point from the game, Mark Noble uh, sent off, uh, direct, red. Uh, so looking like a three-match ban for, for, for Mark Noble. Um, I've seen the tackle. Yeah, was silly. Silly studs up. It's all right to sit there and say you don't mean any harm, but at the end of the day, you could have broken someone's ankle. And, uh, yeah, you can't get away with that in football. You, you have to have some kind of punishment because there's no need, no need at all. So, yeah, picked up the red card and uh, the game finished 1-1. So moving on to Sunday, uh, we've got a few few big teams in this one now. So we've got Burnley uh, and Chelsea. That was at Burnley. Game finished 4-0. Chelsea were comfortable. Uh, goals from Morata, Barkley, Willian and Loftus-Cheek. who's had a fantastic week of football. Obviously getting a hat-trick midweek playing this weekend. Ross Barkley as well scored for three consecutive games. Starting to look like a bit of an outfit now, Chelsea. I think they could be up there with Liverpool and Man City without a doubt. Um, as for Burnley... Sean Dyche, another manager. When we talk a lot about managers being careful, Sean Dyche, he's another one. Um, as much as I like Sean Dyche, as much as I think the job he's done at Burnley, yeah, a very, very good job. This season, they have been shocking. They have been so poor this season. And, um, yeah, really shocking, really. Um, because it's just not what you expect. You expect a, a more disciplined outfit. They've managed to strengthen up in goal with Joe Hart in there. Um, they've got... Decent attackers, decent backline, decent midfield. They should be a decent team, a mid-level team. But this season, yeah, not looking very good for Burnley. And four, I know you're playing Chelsea, but you're at home. Four 0 You've got to have a bit of um, a bit of pride about your performance. And there was none shown, none shown at all. So quite a relatively easy game for for Chelsea. Um, at the same time as this game was the TV game on the Sunday. Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Now, Crystal Palace did all the top four, and top six maybe, a bit of a favour here, and they stunted Arsenal's winning streak that they were on. I think it was an 11 or 12 game winning streak. Fantastic record that Unai Emery managed to uh, attain. They're still on the unbeaten streak, but thanks to two penalties from Milivojevic, um, they they managed to draw level in the 83rd minute um, after a, yeah, a relatively debatable penalty. Um, Granite Xhaka took down uh, took down Wilfred Zaha. Um, yeah, debatable. Um, you've seen them given, you've seen them not. And that's the thing, really. Uh, um, as a defender, it's silly to stick your leg out like that. Um, but Granite Xhaka's not a defender, is he? And he was playing at left back because of Arsenal's injury problems. Um, and yeah, you have to say, um, <laughs> Wilfred Zaha is always going to go down. Always going to go down in that situation to win that penalty for his team. Um, looking at Arsenal's goals, yeah, Xhaka, fantastic strike, uh, free kick. 
uh, almost in a position where you want to be whipping the ball in for a cross, and he's he's aimed at the far corner. I don't know if he's done it intentionally, but he's aimed for the far corner, and it's he sunk it so well. <laughs> Fantastic goal. Um, and then Aubameyang uh, caused a bit of controversy because did it come off Lacazette's hand before uh, it fell to Aubameyang, and goal decision system had to be used because it didn't um, hit the back of the net, but it did cross the line. Uh, the Aubameyang, I think the header maybe, I can't remember if it was a header now, or uh, it's come off his foot. But either way, the goalkeeper's clawed it back, um, but the goal decision system gave it, but did it come off Lacazette's hand? I think if you don't get the goal, obviously you're going to be you're gonna be distraught from that. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those ones I think give benefit of doubt um, to the attacker. So, moving on from that one, the last game on the Sunday... The uh, Manchester United-Everton game. Uh, Manchester United game finished 2-1 to Manchester United. Um, goals from Pogba and Marshall. Uh, really saved another bleak performance from Manchester United. Um, better in terms of fluidity, but it's still the same old Mourinho style of football, really. Um, and the Pogba goal, the run-up before the penalty. Oh, dear me. Taking about ten seconds um, to run up to the ball, it's almost um, intentionally humiliating the opposition, which I just think it's not on in in, in this game. But um, it was almost just desserts because John Pickford actually saved the penalty, but the rebound falls straight back to Pogba, and he just tucks it away. The second goal out of Marshall's goal. Oh my God! What a strike! What a strike! Buries it in the in the in the bottom corner, uh, from just outside the penalty box. He's he's taken one look at it, swang, brilliant hit, brilliant hit. Uh, and then the goal from from Everton, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Everton had the chances to get it back into this game. Um, yes, Sigurdsson was the one who put them back in it, thanks to Pogba trying to showboat in the middle of the park and getting robbed of the ball. Ball goes straight through to Sigurdsson and he just finishes it. Um, but they have player uh, Bernard. And he went through, took it round David De Gea, opened there, and he's put it in the side netting. I know he's under a bit of pressure from defenders, but come on, you have to be putting that away. I think it'll be the last time we see Bernard start for Everton in a little while, because you cannot be missing big chances like that in big, big games. Um, so United kind of dodging a bullet there, but in some respects, relatively dominating performance. Um, May United also had chances to kill that game off as well. Um, but neither team could really pull away from each other, so we ended up with a two-one scoreline. Um, and then the last game uh, of these uh, of these weekends of fixtures, probably the biggest game of the week of 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 the of the round of fixtures: Tottenham Hotspur against Manchester City uh, at Wembley. Um, obviously, because Tottenham Stadium isn't finished, um, which is a whole another conversation in itself, really. But uh, yeah, at Wembley, finished one-nil Man City. The goal came really early on, Mares in the sixth minute. Um, and he dedicated his goal to, to the Leicester chairman, obviously from his time at Leicester, winning the league there. So fair play to Riyad Mahrez. It's a, a very nice gesture, uh, but a very understandable gesture as well. Um, so, yeah, moving on from that one anyway. Uh, it was a it was a relatively commanding performance from Manchester City. But when you're 1-0 up, you never feel as if you're in total control. You always run the risk and... And Tottenham, whilst they had a few chances, yes, I think Harry Kane had one that really he should be doing better with. 
there's something not quite right at Tottenham and, and I'm certain the root of it is the fact that the stadium hasn't been finished and it's just causing a disgruntlement between the players and the fans as well. Um, so, yeah, not a happy camp. Rumours of Maurizio Pochettino possibly linked to this Real Madrid job. I don't think he'll go for it, but um, I do think at the end of this season, if it's another trophyless season for Spurs, I think he could be tempted away by, by another big profile job if, if, if one comes about. You know how quickly managers are sacked nowadays. Um, so you don't know, maybe in Bayern Munich, maybe. I don't know if that job came available. But uh, yeah, Tottenham, it's a bit of, it's a, bit of uh, a poor situation there at the moment. Um, even though it's been one of their best starts to a season ever, saying that. Um, but yeah, yeah they're, 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 they need to be doing better against teams that they're challenging against. You know, with Man City for the league. And they're just not and in the Champions League as well. Just falling flat there as well. Uh, but anyway, we'll look at the table quickly. Uh, joint top, Man City and Liverpool. Followed by Chelsea in third. Arsenal in fourth, back in that fourth spot. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur in fifth. Bournemouth in sixth. Watford in seventh. Manchester United in eighth. Yeah, Man United were in tenth. They're moving up the table ever slowly. Uh, Everton and, uh, and Wolverhampton joint tenth uh, and eleventh. Uh, with uh, oh ninth and tenth, sorry, with um, uh, fifteen points there. Eleventh, Brighton and Hove Albion with fourteen. Yeah, doing well there. Leicester and twelfth. Leicester should really be looking at trying to get up towards Bournemouth and Watford status, I think. Uh, West Ham in thirteenth. Crystal Palace in fourteenth. Burnley in fifteenth. Southampton sixteenth. Cardiff just outside that relegation spot in seventeenth, which Neil Warnock will look at and absolutely love. Uh, but they're a joint, yeah, joint third bottom with Fulham, both on five points. Um, but there's a nice little two two point gap between eighteenth uh, and nineteenth, and uh, yeah, Newcastle and Huddersfield joint bottom with three points. So yeah, we'll have a weekend of football coming up, um, which should be full of some really good results. We'll get a a new look at the table, um, see some movement, uh, any you know dramatic moments or anything. Then you know I'll be the first to uh, to report to you on it. Um, but until then, yeah, let's uh, let's hope that uh, our teams do well. Unless you're you're an Arsenal fan, because that's who Liverpool got at the weekend. So uh, yeah, come on the Reds, and uh, let's just end it on a, a tribute. Yeah, again to um, the Leicester chairman and the uh, the other members of the of the helicopter that crashed. Um, rest in peace to all of them. Um, rest in peace to the Brighton fan who unfortunately passed away before the game. And uh, yeah, let's give a tribute out to, to Glenn Hoddle as well and, and, and we wish for him a speedy recovery. And yeah, I shall see you all next week. <laughs>